morning crypto. Good morning, warriors. Hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from the top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We have the top crypto influencer on the planet, also known as Mr. Johnny Crypto, joining us on this beautiful Friday. Selman G, also known as the CEO of Collecti Labs, is joining us on this beautiful Friday morning as we deep dive on an NFT discussion. And it wouldn't be Friday if we didn't bring our special guest, NFT Tones, to bring us the latest updates in the gaming and play-to-earn space. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we will be discussing how the floodgates have opened for universal basic income as the IMF warns of government assistance during these periods of high inflation. New York attorney warns about investing in cryptocurrency as the state of New York passes a bill to ban Bitcoin mining. Is this another example of America stifling innovation? Brad Garlinghouse comments on the SEC's regulation by enforcement, and Kanye West is taking full advantage of the NFT market by filing for over 15 trademarks. We also bring our listeners to very innovative products that they should be aware of. We'll be sharing with our community a video of VeChain updating them on the real-world applications changing our supply chain today, and our NFT specialist brings us the latest developments in the gaming and play-to-earn space. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music, and for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So yes, we did start a little bit late, but that's because we brought so much heat this morning. I want to get this thing rolling very quickly, but we got to start the episode by saying hello to our special guest. Hello, Johnny Crypto. How are you feeling on this Friday? Well, let me tell you, it's been a rough week. I've definitely been feeling better. But uh, yeah, just a good morning to everybody out there and uh, good to be with you all here today. The CEO of Collecti Labs is in the building, Selman G. How are you feeling on this Friday? Hey, man. Thank you so much. It's always great. And uh, what a wonderful day. We got great news. I'm super excited and, yeah, feeling feeling blessed. Another day in the Matrix. Another beautiful day in the Matrix, NFT Tones. NFT Tones, how are you feeling on this Friday? And what's some of the information you're going to provide our listeners today? I'm feeling fantastic. And today I'm going to be going running through what's upcoming for NFT news in June. So just basically what's releasing all the drops and stuff like that. So stuff to pay attention for. Awesome. Very excited. You always bring amazing information. We get tons of positive comments, but we're going to start this thing off the same way we always do by showing you guys our Good Morning Crypto Twitter account at 3TGM Crypto on Twitter. We go live every single Thursday. I go live every single Monday. We do some amazing stuff on there. So go follow us, tweet at us. You know what to do. The Bitcoin fear and greed index is sitting in extreme fear again this morning. We're still ranging down here, sitting at a 10, but we'll go right past that and head into the total coin market cap this morning. We are sitting at $1.21 trillion in total market cap. Bitcoin is sitting at 46% dominance. Ethereum is at 17%. Bitcoin is ranging this morning, continuing to try and break through that $30,000 resistance, sitting at $29,400. Ethereum, $1,700. XRP, $0.38. Cardano, just below $0.59. We've got Avalanche, also known as AVAX, ranging at $22. We're going to dive into this a little bit later in the episode. Chrono, 17 cents. Stellar, 14 cents. Algorand, 37 cents. Another really, really great buying opportunity, I believe, in the market today. Hedera is 8 cents. And I'm going to scroll down to Gala here because we're going to get into this later in the episode as well. Gala is sitting at 7 cents this morning. 
underneath 500 million in market cap. Selman G, also known as G Investing. I'd love to get some analysis on what you're seeing in the market this morning. And is there any projects that catch your eye? Hey, thank you so much. So first of all, guys, um, yep, there is volatility again. We dropped below 30K, but I can only tell you one thing. All the whales, right, in the past, they always came up with great marketing, shield, Dogecoin, all these different meme coins, and people rushed into them because there is no regulation. And now we have so many talks that regulation will hit very fast this year, next year, we're going to see huge changes. And that's why I believe the coins that didn't really pump, like Hatera Hashcraft, I really love this project, and many others that are working uh, on CBDCs, right? XRP, for example. These coins haven't really seen a crazy run in this bull run. So I believe these are going to be the top gainers after regulation. And that is why um, I am actually focusing on that. These volatilities at extreme fear, great um, buying opportunities for these fundamentally strong projects. And it's like Johnny Crypto always says, when we reach this extreme fear range, that's a possible op buying opportunity. And when we get into extreme greed, that's a possible opportunity to be exiting the market. So we'll continue to bring you that news. One of the things we're going to make a fundamental change in on this show is we've been covering so much institutional adoption news. We're going to continue bringing you that news, but we're also going to bring development news going forward. When we have applications being built out on ADA, VeChain, XRPL. We're going to start bringing you more of that fundamental news, and we're going to dive into that today, but I'd love to hear from Johnny Crypto. Johnny Crypto, what are you watching in this morning, and how do you feel about us being back in that $29,000 range? Yeah, you know, I, I don't even worry about the $29,000 range and all this stuff. It's To me, to me, it's just uh, noise. It's just noise. Uh, you know, I look at the charts, and I see that, you know, everybody panics. I mean, I'm looking 2025, right? I'm a long-term holder investor so this kind of small stuff here i'm just looking for buying opportunities i ain't gonna lie to you that's what i'm looking for if it pulls down to 20 i ain't gonna panic i'm gonna buy in fact i'm kind of hoping it pulls to 20 most people are not gonna like that i said that i ain't gonna lie if it pulls to 20 um we're really gonna touch the bottom of the 12-year bull market trend yard trend line that we're in and every time we touch that man go look at it <laughs> we always skyrocket so 20 is the magic number. I don't know if we're going to hit it, but I hope we do. But the 29, this little noise here. Oh, we're 31, 29 people. That's where we go in the 30s. Who cares? I'm not day trading this thing. So for me, it doesn't matter. If you are, well, then you know the charts and you need to play the support and resistance lines. And you need guys like Selman that, that you can do that if you want. But I think most of our folks here are long-term holders. And so this is just all noise that you cannot, you just can't let it shake you out. If you get shaken out, you're going to regret this many, many years from now. And that's why we always cover the infrastructure news, right, Johnny? We want to let people understand that the big boys in this market are yet to fully implement this stuff. But we got NFT tones today. So we're going to start this thing off with some NFT news. Warner Brothers has partnered with Nifties to launch a Looney Tunes NFT collection. NFT tones, does this catch your attention? Hell yeah, we have a classic like Looney Tunes launching an NFT collection. Now, I don't know the use cases, will it be a game, what it will be exactly, but this is exciting because, I mean, Looney Tunes is a huge brand and this could bring a lot of excitement to the collection as a whole. So I'm really excited for this. I'm hoping to see that they incorporate it into a game or something because Warner Bros is just doing, I think they're going to do fantastic. 
Yes, this is very interesting, and it's going to be great for young people going forward, right? How do you get people comfortable with this market? You show them people and products they know, like, and trust already involved in this space, and then you'll have retail investors more comfortable to flood in. But Selman, you're the CEO of an NFT project. What is something in the NFT market that catches your attention today? We're seeing so many people focus on passive income. We're seeing so many people focus on community, but I'd like to hear what do you think is most important? Yep. I mean, when I see something like that, of course, I'm always asking myself, is there any utility? But in this case, you guys know how like parents buy um, Hot Wheels or something like JD, for example, bought an NFT for his son, right? Which is awesome. This is the best way to introduce the blockchain to younger generations, to, to the you know, generations that will in 10, 15, 20 years, you know, pretty much use or uh, operate on the blockchain. And um, this is the best way to actually get them uh, interested and in, in actually play around with with like play to earn games, et cetera, and understand blockchain, which is amazing. But um, like Nifty is a great place, guys. I bought my Matrix NFT. Now there is, of course, no hype, no value because people, you know, it was hype. The movies like the Matrix 4 um, was nice. People watch it. That's nice. But like. Think of it long term. It's a collection, right? It's a collectible. And 30 years from now, people will be like, damn, like imagine a comic book from the 70s. I mean, it's it's just valuable because it was like very old and it was like a very limited edition. Just like that, these Warner Brothers NFTs and one of a kind will be, um, in my opinion, valuable in the long run because it presented something. The very first NFTs and introduction into a new world, the blockchain, right? And that's why I believe we should stick to these kind of collectibles to art. But guys, it's also important that you focus on NFTs with utility. The only value, um, like let's say NFTs only have value if the community believes in the team and in the project that they will create value, right, for the community. And that's why I focus on that. So many people got wrecked, so many rock pull events, all because they were just catching the hype. Focus on that, and that's what Collecti wants to achieve. Collecti was born because of so many rug pull events. We wanted to change the game, focus on one niche, which is generational wealth. We want to present good products, create an ecosystem, and that's like you're going to be doing pretty well. And I think one of the things that people have a hard time understanding in this market is what are some of the real-world use cases that NFTs provide? And I'm going to give you one right now. So, for example, if you look at sports cards or collectibles – Every time the NBA prints and sells a sports card, they create that thing, they get rid of it, and the value is gone, right? Now the value is totally in the hands of the consumer. Well, if they launch an NFT product, let's just use a Michael Jordan rookie card for an example. Now the now the NBA can take 2% of every single transaction from there on forward. So if I buy it for $1,000 and I decide to sell it to Johnny Crypto for $1,200, the NBA is going to get 2% of that transaction, creating a perpetual stream of revenue. It's going to be a constant thing. Every single major sports league is going to adopt this. It's just a matter of time. But before we hop into our first article, Johnny Crypto, I'd love to hear some thoughts. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, that's really what NFTs are. It's just a legalized means of being able to capture royalties. That's one of its biggest benefits. There's no doubt about it that all the <coughs> big sports, everybody in their mother is going to do NFTs. Everybody, it's going to be real estate. It's going to be sports. It's going to be people selling, you know, that girl who sells farts in a jar, right? Everybody's going to basically, everybody is going to NFTize everything they can. And so getting in the forefront of that and owning some of that infrastructure 
you know, which is why I like Flow and why I like Engine, because those are companies or those are currency, cryptocurrencies that have technologies that working on creating NFT capabilities. I like things like that. I like owning the infrastructure. I don't like being the sucker that buys the NFT because that's just a gamble. You know, you're buying NFTs that may go up, you may go down. I don't, I'm not good at, I don't want to be picking, that's not for me, right? I want to own the infrastructure that everybody and their mother is going to be buying that on because that's where, where the real money, smash that like button, folks, because I don't know what the hell is going on with my camera here. But um, anyway, that's what I like at the end of the day, Abs. I like owning infrastructure that these things are going to run on. I'm not that interested in owning the actual NFTs because, again, there's so many. There's going to be so many out there, and to know which ones are going to go up in value and down in value, that's a hard. That's like picking a currency, right? A stock. What's going up? What's going down? Who the freak knows? Anybody who's looking for those fart in a jar NFTs, please text Johnny Crypto. He will get back to you because I cannot provide that information. But I do want to stick on this NFT topic because I do think we have so many important topics to build on right now, right? We're going to dive into Gala Games later in this episode, but I know NFT Tones had a question for Selman. So NFT Tones, the floor is yours. Selman, I was wondering, do you think that NFTs are for everybody? Like, I know I see people like hate on NFTs, but do you think like just because you're in crypto, do you need to get involved in NFTs? Like, is it necessary? What do you think on it? Yeah, thank you for that question. So I truly believe we entered a new era after the pandemic where people want to come in, like get into tribes, right? We need, there are so many like the, the need for tribes, you want to be part of a community. It's important more than ever. And that is why I believe like there you have collectibles, which is great, but NFTs that serve the community, like give you access to special events, the membership feeling. That is something that, you know, is interesting. And I think, you know, maybe the very the craziest NFT that really fits your needs maybe is yet to be developed. But like at some point, everyone will like own an NFT and have access to a special community because we need the community. And Johnny Crypto would, um, you know, agree on that, at least that, you know, after the pandemic, really look at the 3T Academy. We are a tribe. We are here to help each other. Right. There is a massive storm, a huge narrative, and it's destroying families, basically. But people don't realize that. So that's so important that we come together, embrace, you know, like the membership feeling. That's what NFTs can actually do. You are coming together. You have a VIP ticket, a long-term membership. And this is what I believe is NFT, you know, designed for. And anything else with collectibles, all of that, it's amazing. That's nice, a nice service. But for me, it's actually like the utility for NFTs is basically coming together, creating a tribe and, you know, um, building um, or creating value altogether. And as we're entering a bear market, not only for crypto, but for NFTs, there is going to be a ton of fun and a ton of uncertainty surrounding this topic. So we're going to continue bringing you the most relevant and impactful topics, not only for the crypto space, but for the NFT space as well. If you're enjoying this content, show us some love, smash that like button. All social medias are linked below. And if you're looking for a more deeper fundamental understanding of the crypto market, the best place to do so is at the 3T Warrior Academy, where you get access to our entire team, including Coach JV. We do live portfolio updates, multiple weekly calls. The value is there, people. If you're trying to learn, that's the place to do so. But our first article for today is that the U.S. arrested 
former employee of OpenSea NFT Marketplace in its first ever digital asset insider trading scheme. I want to give credit where credit is due. BitBoy Crypto actually called out OpenSea for insider trading back in November. He took some heavy criticism, but here we are today in mid-2020, literally watching this stuff play out. So the first ever digital asset insider trading scheme took place where people were secretly buying NFTs before they were listed on OpenSea. What would happen is these NFT projects would approach OpenSea saying they wanted to list them on their platform. Once they were given the approval, insiders within the OpenSea community were purchasing dozens of these NFTs before they were released into the open market, profiting sometimes up to five times as much as the initial purchase. This is huge. We've always talked about this stuff going on behind the scenes, but it is very interesting to see them prosecuting people within the United States for insider trading within this market. I think it's only fitting we start with NFT tones. NFT tones, what are some of your thoughts? Yo, I mean, I knew we I mean, I knew we had this happening, but it's inc- it's kind of crazy and insane to see that like they got caught and they're arrested. Like, I mean, we knew it was happening, but like to actually see it come to an article and have it be written, it, it's kind of mind blowing. Like you wouldn't expect these people to get caught. And the fact that it's happening before they even like list it, it's just really screwed up. It gives a disadvantage to everybody. And it, it shows you that you really need to be careful because obviously they're more centralized than decentralized. Exactly. And so what this person did specifically was they purchased about 45 NFTs on 11 separate occasions before they were listed open within the market, and they were able to profit massively. This is humongous. This is going to be huge for the future of NFTs and getting rid of a lot of this nefarious activity, I guess we could call it. Selman, I'm really curious to hear from you. We're watching this play out right before our eyes. Insider trading within these centralized institutions, it's not only a problem in the NFT market, it's a problem in all global markets. I'm interested to hear your thoughts. This person's facing up to 20 years in prison. These are some very, very serious charges. Do you think this is just the beginning for insider trading within the NFT space? Hey, this is this is like, I mean, wow, that at least that, you know, some people are really paying attention to OpenSea and checking out what they're really doing and find, you know, finding out that, yep, there is inside trades going on. This is great news. I love the fact that they got punished for that. And trust me, there is so much going on because there is no clear, like clarity, no regulation. It's a, like, it's like the wild west and there is so much going on. Trust me. So many people will go to jail hundred percent like if once they start really uh, diving like into it it's open sea is just the top of the iceberg in my opinion so um this is great news but you see the need for decentralization right centralized exchanges we've seen that with robin hood last year things happen or this year it happened with the uk um like with the the exchange in, in the uk you see the whales pretty much the big guys they own everything and they can do these inside trades but what because of their um close ties to government officials etc like it, it looks like it, it like they cover it and they can do it all over again with another concept so unfortunately this is going to happen so we need decentralization this really um incentivizes to really focus on decentralized exchanges OpenSea is clearly not a um, decentralized exchange. We know that with, you know, uh, OpenSea is delisting NFTs that are probably considered as securities. 
Um, yeah, so I would actually focus on highly encourage people. If you want to list your NFTs, go to decentralized exchanges. Like there are also different marketplaces and um, we're, we're going to see so many different marketplaces on different blockchains. And that's why like OpenSea, you know, stay away from it. Right now it has the highest volume, but there are beautiful uh, marketplaces uh, in development and it's going to be a better place, 100%. Yes, Johnny Crypto. And these snake weasels, they knew exactly what they were doing here, right? So to conceal the fraud, they actually conducted these purchases and sales using anonymous digital currency wallets with anonymous accounts on OpenSea. Though. So this was not an act of negligence. These people were clearly insider trading and they knew exactly what they were doing. What are some of your thoughts, Johnny? Well, first of all, you know, there's even bigger rat snake weasels than them because all our congressmen get to trade on insider trading information and they don't go to jail and then guys like this do the reality is everybody should go to jail it's no surprise at all to to see this happening you're going to see a lot more of this whenever there's money to be made in any market there's always going to be thieves to try to find ways to steal it it's just human nature it's going to happen um glad they got caught and you know once we get ready someone talk about we need regulation they'll put regulation and controls in place and things like that and that'll help minimize this, but you're never going to actually ever get rid of it, even in the stock market today. If you guys don't think there is an insider trader trading happening every single day in the stock market, then I got a bridge in Brook that I'll sell you. Very, very cheap. Cheap price. Just, just DM me afterwards. Very cheap. That's awesome, Johnny. And if you're enjoying this content, show us some love and smash that like button. We're going to bring you another mass adoption article that we have here as Kanye West files trademarks describing NFT technology after denouncing the digital collectible concept. So previously, Kanye West had come out and say, don't ask me to do an effing NFT. Ask me later. Well, I guess now's the time to ask Kanye because Kanye West has filed 17 new trademark applications around his Yeezus name. The filings indicate the intent for Yeezus-branded amusement parks, NFTs, toys, and many more. But here's what really caught my attention about this article is that companies like New Balance, Crocs, Urban Fitters, Walmart, Ralph Lauren, Abercrombie & Fitch have all filed trademarks for digital collectible items using blockchain, as well as Samsung, Gap, Adidas, Nike, Hennessy, Coca-Cola, and Pepsi have already released their metaverse and NFT projects. When we look at the metaverse space NFT tones, we see 90% of the development is happening on Sandbox, and it's happening where? Decentraland? and Sandbox, right? So we know that it's being built out on Ethereum and we know that they're going to continue launching these NFTs on Ethereum. But I'm really curious about the mass adoption concept we're seeing here. All of these major global brands are coming out and promoting NFTs as well as actually launching their products in 2022. Where do you see this market being in two or three years, NFT Tones? Well, if you think about it, all these companies are coming to the metaverse so that when people are inside the metaverse, they can buy their favorite brands, Urban Outfitters, Ralph Lauren, Abercrombie and Fitch. You'll be able to go there, buy uh, clothes, fit your character out with these specific outfits or whatnot. Go to maybe Nike, get a Nike pair of shoes or Adidas pair of shoes. And it, you might even be able to get like IRL NFTs. And what I mean by this, like on the Wax blockchain, you can actually buy NFTs of like Funko Pops. And if you get a legendary grail, you get a physical item and you get to keep the NFT as well. So I could see something like this coming out along the lines with Nike, Adidas, Abercrombie and Fitch, but even Coca-Cola and Pepsi, like you, I could see them like you walking into a store or a vending machine in game in a metaverse and buying a soda. Like 
and maybe it'll give you a booster power up in like a sports game or something. Like there's a bunch of different things that can be done here. And I feel like it's going to be really interesting to see where NFTs and stuff go in the next few years, because I think as more time goes on, we're going to see bigger and bigger brands such as like Supreme and more stuff get into these type of things. And here's my question, Selman. I look at this market and I totally agree with NFT tones. We're yet to see the real mass adoption of this stuff from global companies. The companies that we have here, they're ahead of the game, but this market continues to be dominated by Ethereum. When do you think we'll see some fundamental changes to the NFT space where most of these projects feel comfortable launching on other blockchains such as ADA, Solana, or the XRPL, as opposed to the Ethereum network, Selman? Great question. You, Everyone knows Ethereum is the second largest cryptocurrency and is like already established. But the Ethereum merch will happen. Proof of stake will reduce carbon emissions also. So it's going to be an eco-friendly blockchain. It's going to reduce it by 99.95%, which is huge. However, it is still not as fast as XRPL or AVAX or the Cosmos blockchain, right? So that, therefore, I believe um, in the future, you'll see um, also different kind of, you know, NFT projects or companies going uh, to these kind of blockchains. So um, we're like, or approaching different communities. So that's why I believe like in the future, you're going to have Ethereum, but many other blockchains coexist and, and actually serve the communities in a different way. But I personally believe the narrative is climate change. So it's, it's very important that we focus on eco-friendly blockchains. And I can g give you an example, BTS, right? It's a very famous K-pop and, and group. And um, they want to, like there are rumors, they wanted to or still want to launch an NFT project, but the whole like young kids, they don't know anything about crypto. We're saying it's not eco-friendly. Ethereum is this or crypto in general, but they don't know much about like other blockchains, et cetera, right? You see people are so skeptical. They don't know. They're scared. And I think people like you see, you'll see companies move to that direction. I want to actually bring up another crazy point. Collecti wants to focus on that as well. So you know how, how apps we were like putting on the VR glasses and it was like, um, amazing and walmart has a metaverse where you can go and buy stuff and it, it's going to be shipped to you right but vr in general looks stupid when you see someone putting vr it looks weird but you guys remember google glasses 10 years ago right there are actually companies developing glasses normal glasses sunglasses etc with ar augmented reality integration so you put it on and the ar is like the models are in front of your face. So you're entering a new world and it's in front of your eyes. And that's going to be, in my opinion, that's going to be the technology of the future where you just have your normal glasses on, but you see AR and you'll see the stores, Coca-Cola, you'll see Walmart all in front of your eyes. And you can pick without using your phone. You can touch things and the visuals change. So I've been on a Twitter space today and with like on a, like from a, nft project it's so cool what they are developing and this is the future i like we already know it's it's coming vr is part of it but these ar glasses are also going to take a huge market share and i think companies know that or even if not we know that in a couple of years there is going to be an integration i totally agree that ar has far more potential than vr but i do want to get some comments from johnny crypto here johnny crypto something else that sticks sticks out to me in this article is that in 2020 kanye said do not ask me to do an effing NFT. Ask me later. Well, now he's filing for these trademarks and he actually went and said that Bitcoin 
will really give power back to the people in America. So he's an advocate of cryptocurrencies. We see him mass adopting Bitcoin. We know Kanye West isn't the most mentally stable person, but when it comes to finances, the man has his shit together with a net worth of over $5 billion, a global influence, not only on the African-American community, but on hip hop in general. Kanye West is one of the most prominent figures in America today. So I'm really interested to hear your thoughts. How do you feel about Kanye not only backing Bitcoin, Johnny, but saying now is an appropriate time to do an NFT? He's another WWE player. That's all he is, right? So he's here he is telling you months ago, whenever it was, you know, don't ask me about NFTs, blah, 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 blah. Meanwhile, he's filing things in the background. I mean, again, another snake weasel, right? You cannot trust the. You need to understand. Everybody out there watching the show, you need to understand that the way the elites work is they grab influential people, they get them on their team, and then they pitch narratives to you guys, to us, right? And so I don't know what the hell this guy's talking about, zero for 100, but... Anyway, um, anyway, um, so, you know, you just have to take all these things for a grain of salt. I don't even turn the news on. I don't watch the news. I don't even pay attention. And life has been so much greater since then. So turn that shit off. Don't worry about what these guys are saying, all these big, go do your homework. Watch shows like this with non-elites like us who are kind of telling, and you don't have to watch our show. Go watch other shows if you want, but we probably have one of the better ones out there. But nonetheless, do your homework, find out the right things, and then you invest in those. And you have confidence in yourself and in, in the research you do, not what people are telling you, because you're going to get played. You're, they're not out there to help you, folks. I hate to tell you, but Elon Musk and all the rich guys out there are not out there to help you. They got their billions, and they're not going to sacrifice it to help you. Believe me when I tell you that. They have zero incentive to help us. So anyway, that's why I stand on that. Johnny Crypto, we got a comment here that says, you didn't touch on the Walmart AR. Come on, man. Well, I'm going to do that right now. So I know a lot about these AR products and a lot about what Walmart is actually doing behind the scenes. I think we're a while away from mass adoption. I've seen the product used. I've watched some of the videos. I don't think it's ready for real world adoption. I don't think it's more convenient than online shopping right now just because of the real world utility. Yes. Are there some cool aspects? Of course, there are some cool aspects, but there's no actual advantages unless Selman can explain to me right now. What are some of the major advantages shopping in a VR or an AR system as opposed to just traditional online shopping? I think they're very similar. Yep. I mean, it's uh, the interaction, the interaction. So you're going to be able to talk to AI customer service there. It's going to be very interactive. You can actually, you know, imagine instead of just going watching the screen, you're going to put the VR or AR glasses on. And you can play with your hands. It's going to look weird from outside, but like that's what it is. You're going to be able to um, check it out, a 3D version of it in front of your eyes, have a better um, understanding and better, you know, um, you can make a better decision. And also like the, you know, apps, the, on, like when you put the VR glasses on, the colors, right? The environment is just different. I don't like the, where we're going. But it, it is going that way. And, you know, you're going to sit at home. You don't have to go out anymore. It's just going gonna, it's, it's to feel like um, you are outside. You are in a different world, but it's actually in your bedroom. You're going to shop in your bedroom. And so all that things, it's just interaction. Maybe, maybe you're going to meet your friends there as well. Who knows? So it's going to be like shopping together. I, I believe that's also going to be part of it, but I didn't uh, do research on that. But it's just the interaction there, the colors, the, the you know, different um, experience, the new different, like, here's the deal. Online shopping has been here for the last 10, 15 years, but now it's just 
a new thing. People want to experience something new, especially on TikTok here and there. You know, people consume so fast these days. They want to experience something new. And that's just a new platform, just a new branding. That's it. And anybody who's watching us live right now or not listening just via audio, check out the screen and we're showing you a glimpse of what this metaverse platform for Walmart is going to be like. You have a personal shopping assistant, hologram reality. It looks like you're walking in a store with a personal assistant, but you're actually not. Johnny Crypto, why don't you take us home here and then we'll continue with our articles. Yeah, man, I'm telling you, this is Ready Player One is coming. I mean, we've been saying that for, for like a year now that it's coming. The metaverse is coming. You're not going to stop it. I want to own the rails of the metaverse because there's going to be a shit ton of money to be made. Look at this. I mean, this is the future. This is what's going to happen. Nobody's going to leave their house no more. You're going to put on a going to put on a set of goggles or glasses, and you're just going to do this. You're going to walk through. You're going to order stuff, and it's just going to show up at your house. It's crazy. There's not going to be any more human interact interact. Blah, there's not going to be any more human interactions anymore, or very minimal. Sorry, I know you had some. Go ahead, Salman. No, no, sorry, sorry to cut you off. Um, I actually believe um, Apps has a great article now. I don't know if you're going to bring up that one, that particular one. It is actually all by design, I guess. People should like don't need to uh, leave their houses anymore. They want us to sit at home, interact in the digital world. And because something great is not great. I mean, something crazy is coming, which is, of course, we hate it. We don't want it. But unfortunately, it's coming as why don't you bring it bring that? I think that's a perfect segue into our next topic, Salman. We're going to get into some universal basic income conversation here like we typically do on this channel. But before we do that, show us some love. Smash that like button. And if you're enjoying this content, please smash that like button again. I almost forgot what I was going to say there. We're going to continue with our articles. We head into our universal basic income conversation. The IMF is calling for government assistance to subsidize food and energy going forward as we experience these times of extremely high inflation. So right now in America, we're experiencing about 8.5% inflation year over year. And a key aspect of the agenda going forward is going to be a shared economy. The World Economic Economic Forum has been pushing this concept since the early 2000s, and we're seeing a lot of these things come to fruition right now. So UBI gives political elites incredible power in exchange for nothing more than currency, paper, or digital created from thin air. You're relinquishing your freedom. You're relinquishing your power to be subsidized by the government and not have to actually support yourself. So recently, the IMF made statements calling for governments to be more active in subsidizing food and energy costs for their citizens in the wake of an inflationary crisis. These are just the beginning stages of the inevitable push for UBI and central bank digital currencies, which we continue to talk about. Before I get some deeper quotes from this article, Johnny Crypto, why don't you talk about a little bit about UBI? What are some of the pros? What are some of the cons? And is this just a global agenda that we cannot avoid? Well, you asked the wrong person if you want pros on this one. I mean, we all know, you know, you saw the line, the list. You saw the wall, right? If you could scroll up, the pros are you get free money, right? Or at least that's what people are going to be brainwashed to think. Now, let's go through the cons. Holy shit. We don't have enough time on the show to go through the cons. But the big ones, you already know this because we talk about this all the time, is you're, you're basically selling your freedom. You're giving away your freedom for some some peddlings and a couple sprinkles of crumbs that they're going to give you just to keep you quiet so you can put a little food on the table. And, you know, you're going to have to go to bed when they tell you. You're going to have to take two vaccine shots a day. You're going to have to not say anything bad. You're gonna, you're, you're basically going to be a paid you know, you're going to get paid 
basically to be a good citizen, to be a good, good soldier. Listen, do what you're told. Basically, that's what it is. It's like being paid to be in the military, right? You get, you're a soldier now. You just have to do what they say. You get paid. You don't do what they say. You don't get paid. No fucking freaking thank you. I'm not interested in that, that program whatsoever. But it is going to come. And many, many people are going to welcome it with open arms because they're just retarded and they don't understand what it really means. It's really, really scary. And if you want to talk about that word, Johnny, here's here's what's really, like you said, retarded, is that over $6 trillion in stimulus measures were printed in 2021. And this monetary UBI led to mass labor shortages across the country. Overall, the COVID stimulus policies have been a disaster for the U.S. And UBI is just further implementation of those exact same policies. We're seeing inflation hitting a 40-year high in America, and that was taking place way before the war, but we're seeing the IMF and we're seeing U.S. politicians blame the Ukraine-Russia crisis for our massive levels of inflation. Selman, you're not in the United States, and I'm sure you're experiencing inflation as well. How do you feel about the IMF promoting universal basic income going forward? I mean, even if you're in Germany, they talk about UBI now these days. And how, I mean, of course, on TV, you have people against it and people proactively, you know, talking about UBI, UBI. it's part of the plan. And so I'm actually worried about that because so many people are still not activated. And that's what we want to achieve here at the 3T Academy. We want to activate people. We're here for freedom, right? We are warriors. And unfortunately, until we reach out to everyone on earth, People will embrace the UBIs. They want to give up their freedom, but we won't stop helping them. So unfortunately, it is what it is right now. We, as long as we don't give in, we like we need to, um, we need to actually protect ourselves, our families first before we can help others. This is so serious. Like imagine, imagine the Shemitah happened, right? The fifty-year Shemitah. JV talked about it. Uh, with waters above and many others last year and then all of a sudden you see all the crazy things happening like the pandemic was one one part of it and then you have you know um war happening right now and guess what ukraine and russia strategically uh, and geopolitically a very important zone and we have war right there and inflation kicks in and what's going to happen they're going to do these stimulus checks right now they're helping out with you know uh like sooner or later, you, you will have UBI. People will be like, wow, thank you. Thank you, government, for giving me money. Otherwise, it, I would be wrecked, even though the government actually did that uh, in first place. So at some point, they're just going to keep printing money. So we're going to be dependent um, on the system. And that's their plan. Sounds like a conspiracy, but I think we, we are going there. The only thing you can do is really activate and really design a strategy and work hard for your freedom and become a warrior welcome to the uncommon one percent selman and pink paws actually just commented you'll have nothing and be happy that's what the world economic forum wants and that's the global agenda we're going to see play out over the next decade we also had a comment from our listener aaron brown that said this falls under the poor and rich scenario no middle class we know that's part of the world economic forum's agenda as well we're going to have two classes of people one who are independent and one who are relying on government money we're just going to see that government money class continue to grow and grow. But I want to hear from NFT Tones, and then we'll dive into some gala content. Yeah, so all I'm going to say is screw UBI.
because uh, I would never take it. I mean, you're literally you're literally a dog. You're putting a leash on yourself, and you gotta listen. You're basically the government's dog. You gotta do what they say, otherwise you're fucked. Like you, you want dinner? Nah, not no dinner. You gotta be a good dog, otherwise you ain't getting dinner. So uh, no UBI for tones, definitely not. Good you ain't dog. putting a leash on me. Good doggy. Good doggy. NFT Tones has been learning from his master, Mr. Johnny Crypto. If you guys are enjoying this content, show us some love and smash that like button. We're about to show you a very influential video here. VeChain is building out tons of real-world technologies, trying to supply so, trying to fix so many of the supply chain issues we're facing right now. And this video we're about to show you is the real-world adoption of what VeChain is building. So we'll let this video play, and then we'll get some comments from our group. I'm going to show my screen. Tap it. So just to show you guys and give you a little in-depth take of what we just saw there, somebody scanned a tag on a hat. That tag pulled up unlimited information about what that product is. Also, it executed the sale on spot. You do not need to go to a register to cash out your goods and services. You can just purchase this stuff in, in a second, in an instant by using VeChain's application. Selman, what are some of your thoughts when you see something like this? And how long until we see the real world adoption of these applications in many retail investors such as Walmart and Target? Man, I love this show so much because, because of these details, right? We're activated. We know what they're doing. Check out the World Economic Forum. I highly, I highly recommend you guys. Instead of watching Johnny Depp, Amber Heard, please go and check out what they talked in the last, you know, last week on the um, at the World Economic Forum. It was about carbon footprint, right? They want to track everybody's carbon footprint, and V Chain, for example, is one of the uh, solutions for that. Now, here's the deal. Of course, we don't want that to happen, but we know the narrative is there. And it's going to happen. So at least you know where where the money will flow in. And our ultimate goal is to protect ourselves. So VeChain is definitely one of the projects that is going going to be the, one of the top leaders. Maybe other projects will, other blockchains will copy the same thing as well. But VeChain is on the right track. And this is perfect. I mean, of course, it has great use cases, 100%. But we also know that they are going to... Uh, track everybody's carbon carbon footprints and there is going to be a social credit score like in China. Sounds like conspiracy, but I'm sorry to, to tell you, just like the pandemic, it, it's not a conspiracy. It's going to happen. They said it. And um, and unfortunately, you know, VeChain is probably going to be used also. Maybe another one that is doing the same thing, but it has great things as well. At least you can see if something was a scam or not. But the technology is here. It is coming, guys. And we're so early. The bear market is, that's what Johnny Crypto says, right? Like, screw speculators. Like, uh, buy in the trend and then sell when it's down. No, just buy and huddle. That's, like, the main goal because we know where we're going, right? And 10 years from now, VeChain is going to be probably the next Amazon. We don't know. So you see the technology. You know what the elites say at the World Economic Forum publicly, literally to everyone, but nobody pays attention. So at least you know where to put your money.
Yes, and I'd love to hear from Johnny Crypto here. Johnny Crypto, we're watching what VeChain's doing. We're watching what a lot of these currencies are doing for the real-world adoption and evolution of our financial system. Somebody commented here, and I want you to address this, Johnny. If Ripple and XRP are aligned with the World Economic Forum, who believe that we'll own nothing and be happy by 2030, why would anyone think they would attain generational wealth from XRP? This is just another coin that facilitates the new world order. Well, really quickly, before I give Johnny Crypto the floor... There are undeniable use cases that are going to be implemented using XRP. The masses don't have XRP. The masses don't even have the awareness of XRP, never mind owning the actual currency. If you want to be in the top 1% of holders for XRP, you only need 50,000 tokens, which is only about $20,000 worth of value. But Johnny Crypto, what are some of your thoughts? So there's two different things there. First of all, whatever his name is there, to the freaking moon. Yeah, the problem that he's having is he's too close to the forest like we all are. We're so in-depth. And we're so embedded into cryptocurrency that for us, it feels like everybody and their mother knows about it and is in it. What you don't realize is 5% of the globe is in it. Go talk to 10 of your friends. I guarantee you 9 of the 10 aren't even going to know what cryptocurrency is yet. Thank you. Thank you, Selvin. <laughs> uh, so that's the problem is no, he's wrong. You know, where he says here, you know, what does it say here? You, uh, why would anyone think they would? Who Who's going to change? Who's going to gain its generational wealth? And it's like, there's like less than 1% of the population that owns XRP. Why do you think it's under lawsuit to squeeze as many people out of it even more? Barely anybody is in XRP. But for us, it feels like everybody is because, well, we all are, right? But yeah, you got to look. So, so to the freaking moon, take a step back, have a beer, chill out, look at the big picture. And what you'll realize is nobody. Is a very, very small amount of people in the uh, in the population that are using XRP right now. So that and that's why they don't want people using it because they don't want people. You're absolutely right. They don't want people getting generationally wealth off of it. However, they're okay and they understand that there's um, collateral damage, right? And for the few folks that do get wealthy off it who are smart enough to get in, they accept that. The elites are okay with that. In fact, you kind of earn it in their opinion. So. Yeah, no issue there. I don't think that's even a, a, um, an issue. But I do want to touch on the V-Chain thing. So first of all, the video was terrible. It was probably one of the worst videos I've ever seen on Twitter. I don't know what she was doing. But the concept of V-Chain, I work in the consumer goods market. Abs, this is a killer app or what we would call a big, big idea app. Um, there's no question about it. V-Chain is going to be huge. The world is always trying to solve for supply chain to go from cradle to grave of where the product is. And Selman says something that's important. I don't know you know, how, how he realizes it, but could VeChain be the next Amazon? You might laugh. You know why Amazon is Amazon? It's not because they sell you products. Everybody thinks Amazon makes their money off product. No, they don't. They make their money off of AWS, which is servers and data. It's all about the data. And guess what VeChain is going to have a shit ton of? Exactly. Data. Big data. Big data. So at two cents right now, two and a half cents or 2.9 cents. And I love them because they have a max cap supply of 87, I think it's 87 billion coins out there. Are you kidding me at two cents to get this technology and be able to have your hands on it? Again, I don't know which horses are going to win or lose the race, but a coin that's capped at a max supply and it's at two cents. Are you kidding me? If you don't put some of those in your bags, I don't know what to tell you. And we're going to talk about Avalanche, which is another great project. And we're going to talk about Gala as well later in this episode. But Johnny, you brought up something so important. Not only is this coin below three cents, but the total market cap is below $2 billion. We are talking about drops in a bucket. Somebody commented earlier, this market is still in its infant years. 
Without a doubt, we are in the infant stages of the cryptocurrency market and the digital asset market as a whole. Selman, why don't you take us home here and then we'll continue with our articles. Yep, yep. Hey, two billion. Imagine VeChain was at eight billion. And don't forget, guys, like uh, in this bull run, we hit over two billion, close to three billion, right? At three trillion. And um, now we, you know, moved back down to one point two. But guess what? This is this is crazy. Like the what did you say, Abs? Yesterday on our Twitter Space. By the way, guys, definitely join uh, our Twitter Spaces every Thursday. It was so good. We had Showtime. We got great people yesterday, but like you mentioned that the um, all-time high for the market cap was at $800 billion in the last bull run. Yes, so in 2017, at the peak of the bull run, total market cap was $800 billion. Today, five years later, we're sitting at $1.2 trillion, which my argument was this market's actually massively undervalued. We saw the cryptocurrency market get up to $3 trillion of value during November of 2021. Here we are six months later, sitting at less than half that value, but a lot of the real world utility is continuing to be developed and implemented. So that's exactly what I said, Selman. Yep. So basically there's only $400 billion, guys, $400 billion to reach the support zone, right? Uh, the previous all-time high. And it's it basically tells you this market is still so, so young. Even $3 trillion for this market is a joke. So you see great projects, great products like VeChain. And right now, below $2 billion tells you, I mean, buying in now will definitely bring you four, uh, 4x return on that, right? If, you know, they continue to develop, and I think they will, obviously. Um, you see they, they already bring, like, services. And um, imagine it can go even higher from here because these are fundamentally strong projects. And as long as they keep innovating, right, keep developing, these coins will always be here to stay and, and bring in more and more money. So I love it. Exactly. And the most important thing is that you do not get shaken out of this market due to uncertainty. Once you understand the real world impact these currencies are going to have, you don't really give a shit if they're pulling back because you know that in the long term, we're in a bull market, not only for Bitcoin, not only for Ethereum, but for crypto as a whole. This market is yet to blast off and we will see a six-figure Bitcoin. We will see a double-digit XRP. We will see a $10,000 Ethereum. This stuff is going to happen just a matter of time. But if you're enjoying this content, show us some love and smash that like button. We are going to deep dive into some more NFT information, but I have a very, very short clip I want to play here and then get some comments from Johnny Crypto. Johnny Crypto, we had Brad Garlinghouse come out once again and criticize the SEC for regulating by enforcement. And that's exactly what this clip is here. So we're going to let this play and then get some comments from you, Johnny. We can't develop policy just through enforcement. We need to develop policy constructively and kind of forward thinking, allowing for that innovation. Because if we try to apply these Byzantine securities laws to crypto, to digital assets, we're going to smother innovation. We can't develop policy just... So, Johnny, that's exactly what we have happening in America today. We're not only smothering innovation with Ripple, we're smothering innovation with Bitcoin as well. We saw the ban on proof of work today in, in New York. Feel free to touch on that, but also touch on the regulation by enforcement narrative that Brad Garlinghouse is, is speaking to here. Well, first of all, I think Brad watches our show because we've been saying the same exact thing for, for months. But the real question you have to ask yourself when you hear stuff like this is, why would the n number one country in the world smother the most, the next breakthrough technology that's going to drive the world for the next, I don't know, maybe hundreds of years? And the country that's leading the path that's been number one in innovation for the past 50 to 100 years, all of a sudden is no longer taking a lead. 
come on, guys. There's obviously an agenda. We obviously aren't supposed to be leading this. And that's why this, you know, the, the SEC, the, 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 the big boys are using their government agencies to slow things down. That's what they do with these agencies. They use them to, to slow things down or speed things up. Believe me, if they wanted us to be number one innovation, we would. This shit would have been happening five years ago. But the reality is, it's not. It's not in the cards anymore. We know what's in the cards. We know who's going to be the number one nation to lead all of this innovation. It's going to be China. So no matter what Brad says, Brad's part of the WWE too. As much as I like him, he's part of the WWE. He just gets to play the face. You know, he's the baby face, and so they're all puppets of, of this the system. And he's saying the right things, but. That's all he's going to do is say the right things. Nothing's going to happen until we fall far enough behind and the other countries take the lead. And then they go, okay, now we'll let you guys continue, you know, to play catch up. And so it's probably going to be a few years away before we see, you know, real innovation in our country, but it will be too late. And when we talk about Ripple XRP, we always talk about the innovation that they're creating within the banking sector, but they're also making massive moves in the carbon credit market in the acquisition market and in the NFT space. I think it's fitting we go to Selman here. Selman, what do you anticipate happening on the XRPL as we see more and more NFT projects move all away from Ethereum, away from Solana, and onto XRPL, as well as we have Ripple taking a stance on the carbon credit initiative. They want to be the main blockchain to not only be, be in charge of tracking the carbon credits, but implementing real-world use cases where it comes to uh, a lot of the benefits that you can receive from being carbon negative or carbon neutral. What are some of your thoughts? Yep. I mean, hey, guys, uh, we know what the narrative is, and uh, there are four C words, right, in this decade. And the third one, and I think it's going to be the second craziest um, part of the four Cs, which is climate change. So climate change is a big, big topic. And what Ripple is doing there is just insane. Like I dived a lot recently for the like for the last six weeks. I'm really, really doing a lot of research on the XRPL. And I can tell you one thing. It's just the beginning. Right now, it's still far, far behind uh, compared to AVAX, Ethereum, all of them. But with the XLS20 update and much more, uh, we know they can copy from other blockchains and learn from their mistakes and johnny crypto says that all the time right you don't want to be you don't want to become the first you want to actually come like come later to the market and see what can you improve here what can you take away and make it better and that's what ripple is all about like to do and it's just crazy next next week they're going to be at the consensus at uh, austin texas and then later and then new york city nft um consensus you know it's going to be like NFT uh, event. So it's going to be cool to see, you know, what they're up to. Crazy products are also coming. It's just about the eco-friendliness super fast. And the reason why I believe it's so important that it has to be like NFTs need to be on a blockchain that is super fast because there are so many bots, guys, on decentralized exchanges. You make an offer or you do a transaction on Uniswap, the bot is literally going, going to take it away just raise your gas fees and go and buy it before you do. And then um, I'm talking about like Uniswap uh, exchange, like uh, trades where they can immediately buy it before you do. Right. And with normal NFTs, it's the same. So when they see a buyer, they immediately like the bot activates and buys uh, because there is like a very long transaction time. And with Ripple XRPL, this is, this is like, like it's nuts. It's going to be super fast. 
And that's why I think, you know, a lot of people, especially NFT projects, want to move uh, to XRPL. And I think it's inevitable, right? It's just the it's just the evolution of this blockchain service. And we're going to kick it to NFT Tones here because we are going to learn about some Gala stuff. We got some amazing content for you guys, but show us some love. If you've enjoyed this episode so far, smash that like button. We're going to continue bringing you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics on a daily basis. And that's exactly what this story is here. We had an article published from the News of Portugal, shout out to the Node Defender, saying that Gala and Avalanche are two of the most prominent projects in the entire industry right now. So Gala Games is revolutionizing the blockchain gaming industry. The fundamental idea is that players should be able to own their gaming progress and the in-games items that they earn or win independently of the whims and fancies of the game's developer. So the ownership of the Gala token allows players and node owners to vote on the growth of this ecosystem. Gala is a governance token and the Gala Games for the Gala Games ecosystem and the Gala Games ecosystem fulfills the blockchain's core promise of empowering individuals through the decentralized distribution of asset ownership. So NFT Tones, we know you're a huge advocate of Gala, as am I. Why don't you fill our listeners in on what are some of the biggest advantages that Gala has in this market today, as well as the evolution? We're seeing them create an ecosystem. We're seeing them create a decentralized environment. What are some of your thoughts? So one thing that is not always a good thing, but they they do have it. They have first mover advantage. And like, it's not always a good thing because like when you come in as a first mover, you're going to have mistakes. Your code is not always up to snuff. Like you're human. You, you don't know everything. Like people make mistakes. And so, I mean, it, it it's just known. So like you need to understand that, but like, the gala has really built something they have the games they're bringing in an ecosystem they're bringing in games they have people vote on what games they want to be a part of the ecosystem and so it's very interesting to see how they're progressing their ecosystem along and how they're continue to build it and uh implement more nodes and stuff of for their games they have the walking dead game they have spider tanks they have a bunch of brands coming in developing games for them and then they're releasing them so it's really interesting to see and i think that gala is going to be huge along with avalanche and um even wax because i know wax has uh the carbon neutral so i think all these coins are going to be really really good and i think gala having the first mover advantage here is going to be amazing exactly and the rest of this article covers avax johnny crypto i know you had some gala comments but we're also advocates of avax here and this is known to be one of the fastest smart contract platforms to ever exist. Johnny Crypto, why don't you give us some thoughts on Gala? I just want to throw that AVAX info in there. Yeah, AVAX is actually a, a really good uh, platform. I actually bought some last night at this price. But uh, I just, Gala, Gala is my absolute favorite coin. So I'm glad you guys brought it up. I'm still kicking myself every day because NFT Tones told me to buy a Gala note at two grand and I didn't freaking listen. And now it's at $98,000. might even be higher. I don't even look no more. You know what we call that, Johnny? That's a $96,000 lesson you just learned right there to listen to NFT tones. Always listen to NFT tones. So I did. He told me to buy playable. And you're damn straight. I didn't buy one. I bought two playable nodes. But um, (laughs) yeah, those those are cooking, right? Those are cooking really well. Gala is my favorite. I love Gala um, because of the fact that they will be and I know we have a lot of time on to close this out, but they will be the steam of gaming. Huge. I love them. I've got the, I got their coins. 
I've got a couple of gold nodes in our Phoenix Crypto Assets uh, company that we created. And we also have Gala um, NFTs and stuff. So love Gala. Um, definitely, if you don't have some, definitely look into Gala. Spot on, Johnny Crypto. I want to say thank you to all of our special guests. Thank you to Selman G. Thank you to NFT Tones. And thank you to Johnny Crypto for another amazing episode. Johnny Boom continues to bring the facts. And we're going to see you guys very soon. We'll be back live in 71 hours. Show us some love. Smash that like button on the way out. We're going to continue bringing you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics. We'll close this thing out the same way we always do. Warriors, guys. Get the shit together, baby. Thank you for joining us today. Let's go. Close it out, Johnny. Close it out.